Hello everybody and welcome to WTS176. My name is Danny Murray. And I'm Graham Merrigan, thank you. Hello there, sir. How are you? Good, how are you? Fucking flying, Graham. Absolutely flying, man. Um straight off the bat, we need to address something. Oh? Now Everybody will be aware that 175 million Europe's was won in the Euro Millions this week. There is a vicious rumour that is circulating not only the Borda, but parts of Ireland that you matched with four of the six girls who won it in the syndicate. On Tinder. <laughs> um, please direct those questions to my solicitor, Gerald Keane. Thank you. <laughs> Gerald Kane has a coffee here Tinder matches, does he? Um, as I said, please direct any questions to Gerald Kane. It's an unruly amount of money, Graham. It is, it's absolutely. Does that mean the Euro Millions wasn't won for weeks on end and it just it just amounted to that? It did, it rolled over and it rolled over and it rolled over. It rolled over more times than... Shamrock Rovers do. So what does it start at? Uh, I think about two or three mil. Right. And what then, would you do with 175 mil? Oh, Jesus, Graham. I'd like... I'd go on a mad one. I would, like, I'd just... I'd get a private... Like, for the first six months, I wouldn't come up for there. I'd go... I just I disappear effectively to avoid the initial hysteria and go out and people ask me for the length of a tenner or expect me <laughs> or expect me to buy them a, a point down the eye go. I just yeah. Don't keep it secret. No, I don't think I would. I think I'd go public with it to be honest with you, because it wouldn't be worth the heartache of trying to keep a secret and then your mates selling you. But you don't have to tell your mates. <laughs> ah, they'd know, man. When you rock up and you're new, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah. You'd, you'd probably just get a new Hyundai, would you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you rock up in your brand new 191 Hyundai, and they're like, where'd you get that, Merlo? And you're there with your Gucci suit and your Armani no, sunglasses. Never, I would never wear Gucci or Armani, or I'd never wear Versace or any of those. I don't, think, I don't think Fred Perry does three-piece suits, though, Graham. I don't care. I'll just, I'll just buy... <laughs> I'll, I'll create my own Fred Perry design. I don't know. Like, there's some people out there who would probably just blow it all on Coke and strippers. Um, I'd be more inclined to go to Coke and chippers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of batter sausages for 175 mil. Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Oh man, I'd, the I'd humble sausage. We'd be going with you, Supermax or something down your place. Is it? Do you have McDonald's around down there? Uh, I do. I have a drive-through McDonald's. Graham, thanks, thanks for asking. No. And there is and also there is also a drive-through Supermax. Do you have a picture house down there? We do. We have an Odeon picture house down here. Uh, we have an Eddie Rockets down here. We have a Mazzoni's down here. We have two Subways. You know, uh, you'd actually be able to afford the Eddie Rockets with 175 million. Yeah, but you wouldn't be able to buy dessert. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What would you do? Honestly, I think I like I definitely would just disappear for six months. I think for the first six months, I would just I'd I'd get a private plane, get me family, scoop them up, and say, "Look, we're heading off for a bit." Uh, 
and we'd fuck off and while we're abroad I'd get a load of financial advice and decide what I'm gonna do. Because you couldn't you couldn't pass I don't think you could. I don't think sitting in your new gaff on Cliney Hill you'd be able to decide what you're gonna do while the peasants of Ballybrack are outside your door being gives a land with ten or Dan Remember that time remember that time we gave you a Premier League sticker you needed to complete your Premier League book? <laughs> I'd, I'd give a lot of it away I wouldn't know what to do with that amount of money would you so you give a lot of it away here unless you're giving it to me I don't want you coming out with that sort of nonsense I probably would though 175 mil I'd probably give the majority of it away keep 25 uh, I think yeah now in all seriousness avoiding the heel hashtag for a minute here you would like you'd, you'd pick a couple of charities you'd pick a couple of causes you'd, you'd hook them up nice you'd hook your mates up you'd hook your family up and so long as you had enough left to, you know I'd reconstruct uh, I'd knock down Ballyrack Football Club and, and Ballyrack Boxing Club yeah and redevelop it and it'll be free boxing and free football for all you'd build a state of the art sporting complex would you oh absolutely over in that land yeah yeah I'd... And all, all the local players that left Ballyrack for Cabin Teeley and for Joe's they'd all be coming back I wouldn't let them back you I... wouldn't let them back no they'd have to pay double subs <laughs> no, there'd be no subs under my under my. Uh, there would for the turncoats that went to Joey's. Yeah, actually, we'd charge them. <laughs> charge them double fucking turncoats. Do you ever go to Joey's now? Uh, no. Yeah, exactly. You did. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't you... go from the back. I went from Lock and Sound Boys, which became defunct, and I had a season and a half at Joey's, and then the call of the Brack lured me home. It's Joey's actually. Joey's. It's Joey's. It'll always be Joey's. No, it's Joe's. Forward to the goal, what? Even though their website says joeys.ie. Yeah. Um, I tell you who, actually, uh, and he actually died last year, I, th- I think it was last year, Jeez, I hope I'm not wrong. Um, there was an old goalkeeping coach in Joey's, Austin... I Austin Healy. Was, Austin, was it actually Austin Healy? Are you... Oh, was it? Austin Healy's That's the what... rugby player. That's where I'm getting that wrong. Um... I can't remember the second name, but he was an absolute gent and... He, uh, Jono used to play for Joe's. Like when I was a kid, I remember Jono playing for Joe's. I think he played with Pajo down in Joe's actually, and Jay Lee Matthews. And Jono was Jono was a goalkeeper. And I remember going down uh, one night, and Jono was doing goalkeeper training with Austin. And I think that's the first time I ever said to myself, "I want to be a goalkeeper." Because watching your man training them, I was like, "This is fucking deadly." So in a weird way, Austin, the stranger who uh, was a goalkeeper coach. Austin, the name's going to come to me. It was uh, that. What was the name I said? That was the rugby player. You said Austin Healy, who was a rugby player. Austin um, Mullen was his name. Was it Austin Mullen? Was it? I think. Yeah, he, I think he drove a motorbike. I'm trying to remember back because I mean, like I played for Joe's at like under tens. I want to say under nines, maybe. Right. I think it was under nines. Yeah, because I was with Lachlan Sound from the age of about five, and then under eights. I think the team disbanded and that's when Lock and Sound Boys started to kind of go fall apart like where they only had about two teams and you know you could get in, you could get into the clubhouse through the roof and that kind of thing um, <laughs> but yeah went down to Joey's for a bit Austin Mullen passed away I think maybe three or four years ago couldn't have been man I swear I only seen it on Facebook in the last couple of months oh no 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 it, it certainly wasn't the last couple of months. Well, when I say last couple of months, I mean, like, I feel as though it was 2018. Like, I couldn't, now, genuinely, I could be wrong. Like, this has literally just popped into my head all of a sudden, and I decided to talk about it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he was he was an absolute gent, and uh, 
uh, a good servant to Borough football. He was, uh, yeah, he was a goalkeeping coach, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. I remember. I wasn't even playing for Joe's at the time, but I remember just. Uh, I can't remember why I was down there watching Jono, like my big brother, like doing a training session with him. I can't honestly, I can't remember. But I just remember thinking, like, this is fucking cool. I, I think I want to play in there. And Danny, that was ten years ago. What? Austin Mullen died 10 years ago. He did not, man. There's no way it was 10 years ago. I'm reading the thing here from the 4th of May 2008. Guys, it is a great despair that I bring you the news of the death of Austin Mullen, age 79. He was well known throughout the country, and those of you who don't know him, he was goalkeeping coach at Bray, Shells, and UCD, to name a few. He is most associated with St. Joseph Boys and Sally Noggin, and oversaw the development of keepers such as Dan Connor and Darren Quigley. He had only retired from coaching full-time a couple of weeks before. Thoughts and prayers are with his family at this time. We've lost a true legend of the game. Was that actually from 2008? Yeah. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at how ridiculous my brain is. That For some reason, I'm like, that was only about 12 months ago. Well, I was thinking it was maybe four or five years ago, and I only thought that because you thought it was last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you understand that uh, his brain's in a different fucking time warp. Like. <laughs> Jesus, well, yeah. Look, I'm sure there's people, because like, a lot of people in the board are listening to us, so I'm sure there's a few people who... Uh, Ross numbers go about five minutes ago when you said I was la- that was a few months ago. Yeah, he probably already has the tweet done and sent and everything, and now he's like, <laughs> "All right, you figured it out, you pair of pillocks." <laughs> you uh, threw me off though. Yeah, apologies. Um, didn't certainly didn't actually didn't think it was two thousand and ten years ago. No, Jesus, I, I don't know. I could have sworn it. You know what? Maybe actually I seen somebody posting something about Austin. Yeah, it was probably a, like a, a Facebook memory, was it? I think it might have been. Yeah, I think I think somebody puts like because it was Facebook where I seen it. So maybe I, I look. I don't know. I'm not. And I'm anyway. Look, he was alleged, and I just that random thought came into my head there, and I thought I'd mention it. But back to the 175 milligram. Oh, that's where that I would say. How do we get there? Fucking tangents, man. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Classic. But uh, yeah, right. The, yeah, knock down the brack and build it back up again. Uh, the football club. That's a really good one. Um, what a, I do a scholarship in Laro. Send a few. I send a few kids to college. Like, you know what I mean? Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I definitely do that. Uh, I would. Did you, watch that, um, did you watch that documentary on RTE about the a lot of winners? Some like what they done with the money and where are they now? Did you watch that? No, I didn't. No, no, I didn't even know that was. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like. Yeah, it was interesting because a lot of them there was a there was winnings from the nineties and they they had a they covered Dolores McNamara, the Limerick woman who won one hundred and fifteen mil on the Euro Millions. Yeah, she's um, the one that kind of like the first one in Ireland that made the Euro Millions kind of the oh Jesus, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, one hundred and fifteen mil she won, I think. Yeah, yeah. And the, it was just it was interesting because it covered like you know what happens that day and all you know and. They spoke to uh, Dolores' advisors on the day. They were friends, but they were also solicitors and financial advisors, and they were helping her with the day and stuff like that. And all it was just mad. And it was just it showed when people won the national lottery where they won two, three million, and they were buying pubs and how the pubs went to shit. And there was a guy who bought two or three pubs where he was from. I think it was in Clare, and um, the three pubs are currently closed. Do you know what I mean? I would now. Now see, that's just it. Like if, even if it was two or three million, there's no way. I'd like buy a pub or something. I've always said, actually, right? If I were if I were to start a business out of doing something like that, I've always said that the one business I start is I'd bring Fat Burger to Dublin. All right. 
I think me and you had a conversation about this before, right? Fat Burger and Denny's. Fat Burger and Denny's, exactly, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's there's no shortage of fast food outlets, and they're all fucking doing amazing. Do you know what I mean? And I <laughs> I, I I love Wow there's Burger. Shortage, there's just too many. Yeah, but they're all doing amazing. <laughs> I'd cash in on obesity. Sure, I've been a victim for long enough. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, um, it's Wow, wow Burger. That boys came over and Fat Burger hasn't. Yeah, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Because Five Guys are shy. Is Fat Burger all over America? Yeah, it's a franchise. It's all over the world. Jeez, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a franchise. It's everywhere. Like it's in um, like it's in Asia and everything. Like it's the one in Vegas is the most famous one. Like, but uh, you would get away with the portions in Ireland. I don't think you absolutely would. Was it, what was it? Two large patties or something? The vulgarity of it would just people would be absolutely rolling out the door, man, with just their top button of their jeans undone and this like trail of drool. They wouldn't be able to even swallow you anymore. You know what I mean? What's what's the the, the largest burger you can get in Fat Burger? I don't know. The largest one I ever got was a four stack. Four which, patties. Yeah, which was a pound of beef. You and did you finish it? I did, me whole. I couldn't. I had the sweats. I had like I I thought it was gonna pass away. Geez, you leave Fat Burger then into about thirty four degrees heat. Uh it was actually it was night time. It was like twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was um oh yeah, no, it was probably about two in the morning or something like that when I done it and I had, I might have had a few few jars on me and I was like, I know what I'll do. I'll take on Fat Burger and I'll win. I didn't win, Graham. Fat Burger won. I didn't even land a punch. I, mean, I think I only got one stack. Come here. What, would you bring out and back if you won? Fat frogs. Fat, fro- fat frog and a top deck. So it's all just food and and snacks and all. Yeah. What? What would you bring back? A fucking something that's gone extinct? Like what are you talking about? Bring back like you bring back? I don't know, fl- like, you know what? You bring back flares or something weird, you little dope. I'd bring back extra vision. <laughs> You're cashing in on the retro bulls, are you? Yeah, yeah. What I'd bring back X-Vision and, and, and uh, VHSs. Yeah, I can't see them taking off, but for nostalgia's sake, I'm willing to I'm willing to roll with you here, man. <laughs> Make sure you get the your your video back on a Saturday before six. I always hated the fuckers who didn't rewind the video. You'd, <laughs> you'd, you? you'd pick up, you'd get home and you'd think, yes, I've been dying to see this. You'd pop it in the VHS and it'd be the last 30 seconds, you'd be like, no, I don't, what? You'd be snapping. But would you not, ch- you could tell though when you took the cassette out, that whether it was rewound or not. Not on all of them you couldn't. On some of them you could, they had the little window so you could see where the tape was. But they started, oh, to, get, yeah. they started to get fancy with like the coloured uh, VHS tapes, you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, geez, even VHS is a little bit. like. Uh, I used th- to hate, I used to hate going up in the video that you wanted wasn't there. Yeah, that'd be real annoying. I hated them fuckers who were smart, Alex, and would, like, book the video. Do you know what I mean? They'd ring oh, ahead. They'd ring ahead, and they'd be like, have you any copies of Braveheart? Uh, will you book one and ring me when it's back in, please? And then you'd just stroll over all innocent, and all. you'd be like, how are you, man? Uh, is there Braveheart? And they'd be like, no, someone has it on order, but... Fuck off. I'm here now. Uh, I'm here now. A family member of mine, and a co- little cousin, Brooke... She was 13 the other day and she didn't know what extravision was. Happy birthday, Brooke. And uh, sit back and enjoy a history lesson. Courtesy of your friends at WTS Pod. Why? 
because we're now going to reminisce, Graham, on ExtraVision and just video shops in general. The term video shop is something that nobody uses anymore because, well, they've no need to. Okay. You know? ExtraVision Ballybrack is ExtraVision Ballybrack is now a butcher. Like, oh, it is, yeah. Yeah. And the video shop that was in Ballybrack Village is now part of a chemist. What? Do you remember the video shop in Ballybrack Village? Oh, yeah. It would have been... Yeah, I was going to say, it would have been next door to Gillian's, and now that's part of a chemist. I thought you were meant Computer City there. No, no, geez. Well, Computer City's another... Computer City still exists, but not in the the way, shape, and form that... Yeah. I remember going up there and renting the Adams Family computer game. Really? <laughs> was that a use? Yeah. Uh, no, shy. <laughs> For some reason, I remember renting it. There was a video shop up in Lockenstown as well, wasn't it? That had games and all. There was next door to the chipper, yeah. And it had a little arcade in the back. Yeah, yeah. And then there was also uh, a video shop in Dunleary Shopping Centre on the top floor near Mark's Models. That was a, that was a game shop. But they also don't... Oh wait, could you rent? No, you could rent from there as well, though. Really? Yeah, 100% you could rent from there. Because I remember for ages I was trying to get them to get uh, all the president's men. Because I'm a fucking nerd. But, uh, yeah. I'm almost certain you could. I may be mixing that up with something else, but I'm like 99% certain I'm right there. But of it's course. Just There's it, a generation of people that just don't have all that. They there have, is, yeah. They just, just, just download movies on the telly. Yeah, I know. I and mean, then there's a whole generation of people who wouldn't understand that if ExtraVision didn't have what you wanted, Alan McGrain definitely would. <laughs> Alan McGrain? Alan McGrain was like, <laughs> he was like, He's hey. Now. Yeah, I know he is. Yeah, probably seeing if you can tap into the DVD trade down there, God bless him. Al, right, when we were in school, Al was like, he would have the TV series before anyone else would, man. I'm almost certain, uh, Mr. Flynn, who may or may not be listening to this podcast, if he is, how are you, Anto? <laughs> but uh, I'm almost certain Al got the Sopranos for him because Al had it before the TV was shown. Oh, like over here, like, don't know why America That's would show. And then about six years later, Ireland would get it. Like, but uh, Sopranos, no, Sopranos, Ireland had the premiere for that in Europe. For fuck's sake, Graham, right? Jesus, like, no need to be a pedant about it, you tick. Yeah, well, you're usually think about things. So. Well, I'm, I'm trying to remember things here. And as we learned from the Austin story, I'm about 10 years off with everything. So you just have <laughs> to bear with me, right? But right. Alan McGrain had pretty much every film and TV show known to man. He he was like Blockbuster, Extra Vision, GameStop, booking all of them just built into one in a gaff in the brack. It was amazing. An Ashlon. What a gent. What a gent. But yeah. I kind of miss ExtraVision. I'd, I'd be delighted if you brought it back. The thoughts of being able to go over and just get something without having to buy it. You know what I mean? If I didn't like it, I could return it. And I'd only be €3 Euro down. That's a fucking warm thought I'm getting. Like, Yeah, but or the, yeah, the, me and a f- two of my mates, uh, Stephen Larkin and Dean Brown, when we were growing up, we used to get at, at midday on a Saturday in the summer. Yeah. We'd go up and get, rent two videos, Euro, a uh, pound each. Euro or a pound? No, it was a pound. That's right. If you brought them back before seven, you got a free one or something, didn't you? No, you have to. You you could rent two and bring them back for before six. That's what um, it was. It was, only, it was only a pound, like a pound yeah, each, instead yeah. of maybe two fifty or whatever. But yeah, we used to always do that. It was great. I'm trying to think if it's I like a, tw- a twelve pack of bikers and lilt and all. Just oh man, 
lilt. I, I've often slagged you about drinking lilt. But you, you're saying when you were 12 years old there, so I'll let you have it. Oh, I have a great time for lilt even as a 34-year-old. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what the last DVD I would have rented was. And I genuinely can't, because I, like, I, I can't, I can't even remember how long ago it was that extra, because extra at one point, they stopped renting and you could just buy off them. Yeah, like, I think HMV bought it maybe two years ago or something. Oh, geez, much longer. Sure, it's, it's dead and buried now, like, and HMV over here is dead and buried. What's HMV in Dundrum? Oh, it's Golden, Golden Discs, Discs, isn't it? Because remember, it was HMV, then it closed down, it reopened as Zavi, and then, uh, oh, yeah. But uh, it also, yeah, but extra vision, Jesus, being able to rent stuff, that's mad. But it's mad when you think about it. People people born in the year 2000 are 19 now. I know. That worries me. That frightens me, man. Because I remember, the, I remember oh. the year 2000. I turned 13 in the year 2000. Like, I, I started secondary school. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, like... It's mad, isn't it? It's worrying. That they, like they don't know certain things are like it. Is, yeah, like they 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 have no living memory of nine. There are people out there who have never seen footage of the planes hitting the buildings on nine eleven. Jesus, when I mean, they were born in the year two thousand, that we were. I was what was I? Year two thousand one. I would have been sixteen, seventeen. I took you too long to do the maths there, mate. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go back to school. Actually, I'm going back to Lawrence's next week to do a talk. Are you? Yeah, with my job, Digital Futures. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, range, range with the now principal, Mr. Coffee. Mr. Coffee's the principal? Ronan Coffee? Yeah, yeah. No, wait, so Billy Redmond's gone. Yeah, he took a, he took a, a break. He took a year off or a two right. years off. Anybody and who's listening... Make yourself a cup of tea. Me and I are going to catch up with Laurel for a minute. <laughs> so, Mr. Coffee's now the principal. Ronan Coffee, me old business studies and accountancy teacher. Yeah, me old maths teacher. He's a legend. He had a absolute great impact. Gent, an absolute diamond of a human being he was. He had Cap- a big impact on me. I, I, I used to look up to him no end. Like, he was brilliant. Captain of Wicklow GAA team, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I remember I used to watch the Sunday game and a Sunday night just to watch him. Yeah. And one night, that's he got uh, sent off because he battered two lads and I came in the next day and said sir what's going on you battered two lads he brought me into the corners like right don't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody's brought it up yet so just keep it quiet Jesus Ronan I'm delighted for him I have a lot of time for Rokoff he uh, myself myself and Craig Farrell uh, used to have great crack in his accountancy class I think at the time, I think I, I, I'm almost certain I remember he went through. Maybe he still is. I don't know. He went through a phase of being mad for horse racing, and he himself was and like because Mister Coffee's a, a tall and old, big enough man, like, but he himself mm. was doing horse riding, and we were like, what? And he leapt. I swear to God, and he leapt up on the desk and was showing us how you'd like jockey, like how you'd, it was hilarious. Man. He was a gent, but fair play to him. Anyway, you're going up to Lawrence's to do a talk, and then we'll get back to talking about extra vision and stuff. Yeah, just the digital future is their job. Um, there's all these, all these like uh, NGOs within the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's digital futures. There's True Ability that look that looks after. And, uh, it's a group of staff members who uh, either have a disability or have kids with a disability. Right. And they just it's like a support network. Then there's there's the Pride group uh, for people like you. 
then there's the 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 women the women's group and then there's the social club and I'm in the true ability group and I'm in digital futures. So digital futures goes around schools um, all over the country. And you just give a talk to transition year students about like how to get into technology companies. And you don't have to be, it used to be called it is not, uh, is not just for geeks. Right. So basically I'd be going up and saying, look, I'm not a geek, but I'm still in Dell. You can, there's other ways around it and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's really good. I'm all for and inspired in the next wave of uh, just good human beings to do well, you know what I mean? I'm looking forward to it. Will Me you? and my colleagues, Nigel, will be going up to Nidge. Me and the Nidge will be going up. Nidge is from Galway, and it's his last day in the job. And when, when, when he's going up there, it's his last day? Yeah, when he goes up to Lawrence, it's his last day in the job. So are, you, he's, are you sure he's... Are you sure he's the right ambassador then? Like... How you kids get a great career? Oh, right, no, they were, they were, no, they're not going to know that. We discussed that today. They will. I'm going <laughs> I'm going to send a spoiler alert to the school. The Nidge is leaving. <laughs> Don't believe the Nidge. The Nidge is about to get whacked. <laughs> yeah, man. That's no, that is good. That's really good. Um, Jesus, Laura was a great school. Really was. I bring back uh, Laura's uh, ham and salad rolls. My God, they were a thing of beauty. I don't know what they put in them, but they were massive. I don't know. I now there were vicious rumors it was cocaine, but look, I'm not going to get in. <laughs> I'm not going to get into those rumors. Mita, wasn't it? It was Mita that used to run the canteen. Mita Glendon, yes. Yeah, and those ham and salad rolls were fucking sensational. Oh, it was great. They were. Yeah, they used to do a great oxtail soup as well. I was just cup of soup for God's sake. Was, their oxtail soup had something in it, man. It was magic. <laughs> Telling you now, oh, don't you dare be saying cup of soup for that. Just to change uh, the conversation a bit, have you been watching that on Netflix, Ron? Uh, I have, yeah, but I wanted to keep talking about things that people who are born in the year two thousand. Uh, Go on, just to make Please. myself feel real old. No, I'm only messing, man. I'm just, I'm like, it actually, ba- it like, is happening. Like getting and getting, like two thousand and nineteen. It's the end of February already. I know. January felt like it was about 66 weeks long and now February is like, what, Feb- it's March. It's nearly March. Are you messing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, January has about, no word of a lie, about 93 days and February feels like it's about four hours long. I know, yeah. <laughs> it's madness. I have to agree with you. You're usually um, talking joy. I have to agree with you. Jesus Christ. People born in the year 2000 weren't alive when United done the treble. Jesus. That's one of my happiest childhood memories. And they're adults now. Yeah. And they've what? only seen highlights on, like, like what's that? Premier League, I was going to say reeling in the years. Premier League years on Sky Sports, where they didn't have widescreen TVs or HD telly and they're all moaning because, Jesus, how'd you watch it? It was so blurry. Shut up, you ticks. That was the fucking golden age for us. Jesus, man. I remember, you know, uh, I think we had only moved into the gaff from Cromlock that year year yeah maybe it was actually yeah because uh, the like New Year's Eve 99 and New Year's Day 2000 was Air Force like New Year's in that house so when United done no couldn't have been then we must have been living in the old we were living in the old house then when United done the treble never mind don't know where I'm going with that Graham yeah where are you going <laughs> I'm worried about me brain man I think I might have dementia I'm like 
I don't know what's going on. I mean, the, all the time frames. I'm I'm puzzled by people being born in the year two thousand, having no memory of something that happened a year before they were born. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking struggling today, man. I really am. Um, struggling to comprehend you were a fully fully fledged teenager. Like I have actual me- like it's just like I'm working it's, with people who are that age. You know, like it's just. Well, I get very depressed when I meet somebody who's younger than me and in a much higher position than I am and they're far more successful and good-looking than I am. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, God. It's like, here's the... Here's the ju- what? I remember having a job years ago and I was 27 and my manager was 24 and I was like, what the fuck just happened here? Isn't that, do you not, but you know what it is as well, right? It's always the snakes who when you meet them, you're like, they're about 39. And then it's like just, you know, a few months later, that thought has long since and, passed and, your mind. And somebody will turn and yeah. go, oh, happy birthday, by the way, who old are you? I'm 26. Get out. That sounds like uh, Andy McNulty. Andy McNulty. <laughs> Andy McNulty is the youngest 44-year-old I've ever met in my life. <laughs> congratulations to Andy and his partner, Katrina, on the birth of their child. Emma, little Emma, congratulations to them both. Um, yeah, like that, that Andy McNulty's the perfect example. You wouldn't yeah. like you wouldn't, and Sabrina Flood as well. She's another one you wouldn't think is as young as she is, and then she says how young she is. You're like, fuck off! No, you're not. Who was Sabrina? Younger than me. I'd never give away a woman's age, Graham. Right. She's a diamond. I she is. Tree or something. She's an absolute diamond of a human being. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just yeah, it baffles me when, uh, as I said, people who are much younger and much better looking are more successful than I am. I can't tolerate that. I'll have, to, I'll have to do something about it. I'm alright with people who aren't better looking than I am but are younger, but the people who are better looking and younger, they're just being greedy. You just need to move on. Do you think? There's Liverpool fans that haven't been around for when they won at neither. Yeah, but they're in their forties. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh God bless them. Jesus. That was great. We didn't even set that up. That we was great. Yeah, that was. I just seen what you were doing there. I could see you just getting ready to throw that ball, and I picked up the bat and I fucking went for it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, <laughs> They're in their forties. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me! Yeah. But anyway, what what did you want to move on to? Netflix was it? I I finished uh, I finished that show Sex Education. It was very good, very funny. I seen you tweeting about it actually, yeah. But I haven't I haven't watched. There's a lot of good things out at the moment, and I'm I'm sitting there and I have one eye on fucking April and Game of Thrones coming back, and I'm like, I've so much to watch before that comes back. Sex Education is a bit of a like it's a bit of a mad show in the sense that you feel like you're having a stroke in it because it's set it's set now. Sorry, Graham, you, you were watching a show called Sex Education and you had a stroke. <laughs> Can you just clarify what you mean by that, please? You know what I mean, you don't. You, you felt like having a stroke while you were watching sex, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, where where was I going here? You're a dope. <laughs> yeah, you're watching it, and it's 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 set now in in today, like right. smartphones and Google and laptops and everything technology, and then the soundtrack is like from the eighties. You hear Toto Africa on it, which is great a great song. song. I'm not great song. Not the fashion sense is all eighties and you're kinda of going, What's going on? The school it's set in England, but the school looks like it's a high school in America. 
But if you can put all that to the side and it doesn't annoy you, it's pretty funny. Okay, all right, yeah. Gillian Anderson's in it. Scully? Yeah. All right, very good. Yeah, she plays a sexologist. What, what was she in the new... Was there talk that she was going to be James Bond or something like that? Gillian, really? I don't Gillian know. I'm almost certain there was a story about her last year that enraged people like George Hook, so I was all for it. No way. And I'm almost certain it was... Look, anyway, it doesn't matter. Maybe not James Bond, but one of those really stereotypical male roles that it's like, how can it be such and such? She's a woman. That's a man's role. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, oh, stops. Jane Bond, I think, is what they were going to do. I could be wrong. And again, this could be my brain having a fart. I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give a shit if that was to happen. Same, man. Couldn't care less, to be honest with you. Like, um, Netflix stuff. I've been watching a show called Timeless. And I'm into, never heard of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm into... Because... Uh, I, I like time travelly things because it hurts me brain so you love Quantum Leap then I loved Quantum Leap Quantum Leap's one of my favourite shows ever. Scott Bakula absolute legend man what a show like, that should be on Netflix I, it should it went through a phase where it was on a, it was on Living petition. or one of them Gold maybe I don't know petition for uh, Quantum, Quantum Leap, Leap to go on Netflix oh my god I used to love Quantum Leap <laughs> you don't know the theme song, do you? I do. <laughs> yeah, deadly. Um, <laughs> yes! I absolutely love Ziggy and Al, yeah, I fucking love Quantum. One of my favourite episodes of TV ever is the JFK episode of Quantum Leap. I love the episode when they went back to pro wrestling and Roddy Piper was in it. Yes! Yeah, that's right, yeah. Jesus. What? So time is, it's, it's kind of, if, if you take like Quantum Leap and 12 monkeys um, and you run them together, you get timeless, essentially. You jump back through well, time. So basically, right, so the whole idea, the timeless is basically about, um, right, there's this big mega corporation who invented a time machine and then there's this group that are kind of like the New World Order, essentially, who decide they want to rob the time machine so that they can go back in time and alter history so that it suits them and they have more power than they already have. So this fella robs the time machine to try and stop the New World Order, but they don't know that he's actually a good guy. I'm now giving the show away. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's all about people jumping back and forth in time and like... They make small changes to history whenever they go back in time, and it's kind of funny. And whenever they go back in time, people are like, I've never seen you around here. What's your name? And there's a black lad in it, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm Kanye West. And they're like, I've never met you, Mr. West. And just stuff like that. Little little tidbits, you go, hey, that's funny. Um, but there's, a James, there's an episode that involves James, well, Ian Fleming, who wrote James Bond, is uh, there's a little kind of constant reference to that, and it, it's really good. But yeah, I, I just, I liked it. And... Um, I like any sort of those time travel type shows. And then I watched Graham. Abducted in Plain Sight. Oh my <laughs> God. What? Like, it's gas because oh. it's so... I watched it as well. I don't know whether I watched it before or after you. I think you might have told me to watch it. Um, and it's such a serious topic. But what the fuck is going it, on in that show? I was reluctant. I'm not... I, I don't like watching any of those shows that are documentaries or whatever that like 
are about pedos or people who killed kids and that kind of thing. Like, of all of them, they're the ones that I kind of get a little bit kind of like, oh, I'm not fucking comfortable watching this. But because people yeah. were just going on and on about this and they're like, you have to fucking watch it. You have to watch it. And then I think I text you as it's ranting good and you're like, I haven't watched it yet, but watch this. I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. And I would say if I were to watch myself back watching it, there was at least 15 times where I went, what the fuck? It's oh, just- yeah, actually... David Brock told me to watch it, right? And let's say I started at 8 o'clock and it's an hour and a half long. Brock texts me at half nine, what did you think? I was still watching that till about quarter past ten because I kept rewinding it. Yeah, I, I kept, I kept sorry, pausing sorry, it. They let, they let the man sleep beside the kids because he said a therapist told him it'll help him get better. I kept pausing so it he, because... He built, he built a wall in between the kids' bedroom. Yeah. So that you can be like, oh man, I just kept pausing it because I was like... Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Did they actually just say, first of all, most gullible family in the history of the world ever, right? I think nearly everybody has seen it by now. And I, this isn't spoilers, lads. This is just, when you're watching it, this will still, you'll still fucking be baffled by it. Essentially, this family, a new neighbor moved in, and this man who becomes known as B, I think was his name Robert or Bob or something like that, so they called him B. Yeah. Yeah. He becomes great friends with them, and he becomes almost like a second father to them. And and essentially what he's doing is, he's building and building and building to get enough trust that he can be left alone with one of the daughters in particular. And in the process of doing this, he has an affair with the ma, and the da wanks him off. For no apparent reason. No reason whatsoever. Like, so, so you're sitting there and you're like, right, clearly this lad is trying to groom your child. Clearly this lad is trying to diddle your child. This is fucking madness. What is going on? And then out nowhere the dad goes, yeah, so then one day I was in the car with him and he pulled over and he talked about things were difficult with his wife. And then he uh, took out his penis and he asked me would I give him relief. So I did. In an act of masturbation, I relieved him. And then he says, and then he says, to this day, it's the thing I'm most ashamed of. And I'm like, hang on a second. You you weren't letting this chap sleep un, like, in the bed beside your daughter. Unsuper- and that's what you're ashamed of? You fucking lunatic. No, but not only that, they, they, they didn't press charges after he abducted the daughter, raped the daughter, and married the daughter in Mexico. So well, when she even, was twelve years of age, even that, and then, and then, and then, and then after that, they, he they, he came back. They dropped the charges, and then it was only after that the mother decides to have a ten day affair with him. Madden, like it's absolute madness. Like it's just if you haven't watched it, lads, you need to watch it for one. A classic example of just how like it is un, how unassuming and naive people could be in like the the 70s or whatever because like there was no internet there was no nothing and people just kind of went like all right grand yeah deadly do what you want there's, a, and, there's another documentary about an irish priest um i can't remember what it's called but it's similar in a sense that the priest befriends the family and they're kind of going oh almighty the priest you know of course something's going to happen and it it's it's not it it it, it is actually the same as 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 uh, abducted in plain sight, the priest yeah, gets yeah. in families. Then obviously we know what happened then, where the the it's, it's the, fucking, the bishops it's... just moved the priests from parish to parish. And at the end of the documentary, the priest is then sent back to Ireland, 
and then he attempts to meet his victims in America to say sorry, but they don't want oh, to meet him. Of course not. Like, oh man, the whole thing is fucking mad. Like, but and did yeah, you want to this as well? Did we talk about that before? I think we have talked about that. Yeah, I like that was yeah madness, we did. But I just, I still love the fact that your man was like. Uh, he like he doesn't have social media and he just didn't think this documentary was gonna go anywhere. So he tells the story about being willing to give a BJ to get like the festival across the line. And now get the he's water. <laughs> yeah, to get the water, yeah. And now, and now he's just become this like constant meme or this constant thing of like how far are you willing to go? And just a photo of him like gas because um, that's the two documentaries for a festival and abducted in plain sight. And the 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 memes from the post show is about flutes. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, oh, madness. Oh, another time travel show. Sorry, just because it popped into my head there uh, to go back. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Great show. Never heard of it. That's uh, uh, James Franco, and it's about this lad who goes back in time to try and save Kennedy from being assassinated. And it's a TV show, is it? Yep, eleven twenty-two, sixty-three. It's only ten parts long or something like that. But uh, did you ever see actually the? Uh, I don't know where it came from or where it originated from, but there's like a load of coincidences between, or a load of similarities between the assassination of Abraham Lincoln and the assassination of JFK. I think I did years ago, briefly. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. About like stuff about which. Time, the time of it and yeah kind of so like like they were both shot in like like a year that ended in whatever 63 and then like they were both elected first in like like he was like Lincoln was 1848 Kennedy was 1948 for the House of Representatives they both became president in like 60 all these kind of things and then it kind of gets a bit matter where it's like what was it um, Lincoln was assassinated in Oh fuck! I can't remember. Hang on, see if I can find it. Blah 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 blah. Where are we? Is there a documentary about this? I don't. I don't know if there is or not. But there's loads of like things about it. Do you know what I mean? And it's the whole thing is just mad. Like, like was something like JFK was assassinated in a Lincoln car, which is made by Ford, and Lincoln was assassinated in the Ford Theater. Do you know like? Little weird things yeah. like that. Both the assassins uh, have like a triple name, so like Lee Harvey Oswald, John Wilkes Booth, and t- like the fifteen letters make up both of their names. Just weird little tiny coincidences, like that. You're kind of like fifteen letters make up both names. Yeah, so John Wilkes Booth, fifteen letters. Lee Harvey Oswald, fifteen letters. That bo- both the assassins were killed before they could go on trial. Right. Like, there's just so many little things that add up. Uh, this is weird. Sorry, I just brought it up on my phone here, right? So, both assassinations occurred in a city that was the 14th largest in the nation, according to the most recent, cens- most recent census of its day. Both presidents were shot in the head on a Friday, seated beside their wives. <laughs> and then, during the assassinations, they were sitting in an alphabetical pattern. Their spouse's first name and both presidents' last name. So... J K L M Jackie Candy Lincoln Mary, John Wayne. Like it's just, like lo- like there's oh. just there's loads of fucking little. Sm- I think there's hang on, just count the list. Seventeen. There are seventeen direct sort of 
I'm getting into those conspiracy guy theories here. Like they're they're kind of world here, but it's but just mad. What's, like what's conspiracy though. It's just coincidence that they're all well, the same. Sorry, yeah, no, I, yeah, coincidence more than conspiracy. But it's the kind of thing that those people are fucking. <laughs> well, here's the conspiracy side of it. Both of them, both of their successors, were uh, members of the Freemasons. Neither of them were members of the Freemasons. So both of them were shot and killed, and their successor was a member of the Freemasons. Right. So the, the conspiracy is that the Freemasons orchestrated both the killings to have their guy put in power. And both of their successors were named Johnson. Andrew Johnson succeeded Lincoln. Lyndon B. Johnson succeeded Kennedy. Nuts. Coincidence is a mad crime. Yeah. Probably has, absolutely, no- probably has absolutely no bearing on anything. And it's just one of those little weird historical anomalies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all those things that people think happened in history but didn't actually happen in history. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting though. It is, yeah. I love those sort of things. Do we know how Gordo's getting on in America? I have no idea, man. No, I, like I haven't, I haven't talked to him that, but he's over there. I, I presume he's doing quite well because, like, I still, I see him tweeting from time to time, and he recorded about four hundred episodes before he left, and he just has all them banked and queued and ready to go. Like that so, is mental. Yeah, yeah, he's some man. He's a demon for pushing it out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's mental. So he's gone for the year. Yeah. He is indeed, yeah, yeah. You, you missed what are you me, doing there? You missed me segue there a second ago, so uh, I don't really know how I can jump back. What was the segue? <laughs> what was I, the segue? I was trying to segue into talking about things that people think happened in history, but didn't happen in history, Meryl. Like what? <laughs> you got that fucking segue, didn't you? Tell me. <laughs> well, it's gone is, now. Is there- so th- there's things that happened in history that didn't happen in history. So thing, yeah, like there's things that people like common things perceive, that people. What? There's things that people perceive they think happened, but it never did. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the one of the most famous ones is the whole thing of like witches were born at the stake. They yeah. weren't. They were in the Salem witch trials, for example. They weren't born at all. All of them were hanged. So like things like that. You know what I mean? Were they, were they born after being hung? Nope. No. So where did that come from? Uh, I think it's a lot of people think, like, people get mixed up maybe with Joan of Arc, because she was accused of witchcraft, and that, and she was born at the stake. But the, really? Sal- the Salem witch trials was, like, was it 1692, I think? So, like, and there was 20 people killed in that. What was that? I never heard of that. Salem witch trials. Have you genuinely yeah. ever heard of Salem witch trials? Did you ever watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch when you were younger? Uh, not I know I know of it, but right. And the cat I was named the, the cat was named Salem. Yeah, I knew that much. I know that much. Yeah, because Salem and witches and uh, no. <laughs> 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 I wish people got to see your old uh, your 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 fingers there. What you were doing? Because I was connecting the two of them. <laughs> what? What? So what are the Salem witch trials? So the Salem Just witch- the women Salem- that. Perceived as witches, not just women, men as well. So like, um, men witches. Yeah, yeah. W- technically a warlock, which really bothers me when Donald Trump Trump keeps going on about how the Russian investigation is a witch hunt, and I'm like, man, it would be a warlock hunt. Technically, all right, I get it. I get the expression. All right, fine. I let you away with a Trumpy. Are you recalling me pedantic earlier on in the show? Look, Graham, let's not argue about that, right? Uh, <laughs> 
Salem Witch Trials. Right, so Salem was a town in uh, Massachusetts. It, I don't think it's called Salem anymore. I think it has a completely different name now. Davenport or some shit like that, probably. Um, but basically, the, it started as kind of a family feud where one family accused another family of... Lupo just walked in there. He's probably... I don't know if you can see him behind me, can you? Give us a look. Ah, oh, deadly. <laughs> there he is. Um, yeah. Hey, Lupo. Um, so, yeah, so basically, a fa- this family started feuding. <laughs> He's got a me face, look. <laughs> <laughs> and one family accused the other family of. Lupo! Uh, I have headphones on and he's gone. Uh, call him back. Call him back. Lupo, come here. Come here. Come on. Up, up, up. Come on. Up, up. Come on. This one's a great crack for people listening. Come on. He's giving me a look as if to say, like, if we don't play now, I'm going to kill you. Come on. Yeah. Oop, there he goes. There he is. Um, Go on, Salem. I feel like we've tried to talk about this about 15 times now and it hasn't happened. <laughs> um, yeah, so one family accused the other family of basically being, uh, like one family member accused another family of basically being a witch. And from there, the entire thing just started. And so, it, like, there was these there was uh, these kids who were having, like, fits and stuff like that that were probably epilepsy. But because, like, you're talking about the 1600s, they were like, oh, it's far too violent to be something normal. These people are clearly possessed by an evil spirit and all this kind of nonsense. And then families would fight and say, oh, they're witches, and then there'd be a fucking trial. But the whole thing grew mass hysteria and mass panic. And anybody who was found guilty was sentenced to death because they were like, well, there's only one way to expunge a witch, and that's to fucking kill them. So I think 20 people in total were killed in the space of like a year that the trials were going on. Such an American thing. Yeah, and um, I think there was there was one day in particular where shit just went mad and like nine people were hanged in the space of like four hours. They literally were just queuing them up and they were like, you, guilty, on the rope. And they were all hanged from the exact same branch with the exact same rope. Mad, like. They were literally just and like, they're guilty. probably saying the branch is still there. Yeah, yeah. But it was just mad, like. Actually, a weird tidbit for you. Uh, Benjamin Franklin, one of the founding fathers of America, his mother was alive at the time of the Salem Witch Trials and was one of the people who spoke against it, who wasn't killed. People who who uh, like who were like outspoken and were like, this is fucking stupid, there's no such thing as witches, you fucking dumb fucks. They were normally punished or jailed or killed themselves. She wasn't anyway. She went on to have a son called Benjamin who went on to be one of the founding fathers of America. That's mad. And there's another thing that's not true about history. Fourth of July, Independence Day for Americans. They all celebrate it as if it's the day they actually got their independence. They didn't. Their independence what? came on September 3rd, when the war actually finished with the Brits. Well, was, there, was, was, there not, was the treaty not signed on July 4th? Some of the founding fathers signed it on July 4th. But that's the other thing. Like, so if you ever look at it, right, there's, um, there's a really famous painting by a guy John... Not John Hancock. He's one of the signatories. Mark Baker, is it? Mark Baker. Mark Baker done a painting of the Founding Fathers, right? Where it's like they're all they're all in the same room, taking turns. They're like in an orderly little queue, signing yeah. the Declaration of Independence, and it's like that never happened. They all signed at a different. They weren't all in the room together, being like, "All right, come on, Jimmy, your turn. Benji, you're up next, bud. Get up and stop messing, you little tick." No, it didn't work like that at all. For fuck's sake. Americans and their fake history are a bunch of bollocks, Graham. 
there's probably a state in America that celebrates in September though is there I'd say there are some people in America that probably do like you know like people of my ilk who are pedantic about it and are like well yeah, yeah right you can have your July 4th but I'm going to have a barbecue on September 3rd because that's <laughs> when the treaty with the Brits to stop fighting actually was you know what I mean I think I'm being pedantic about the treaty though why no more fighting when it happened after July 4th yeah it did that's the point the war kept going the war continued okay. for like seven years after the treaty was originally signed. Okay, you're, you're right then, sorry. Yeah, don't worry man, it's okay, that's what I'm here for. Is the dog back? No, I don't know where he is. I thought, I, thought it was, I thought he was at your leg there. No, I'm scratching, sorry, scratching my leg. <laughs> um, oh, another thing that people think is one thing, but it's not, and it's connected to Netflix and stuff to watch. There's a Netflix show called Lizzie Borden, The Chronicles of Lizzie Borden, about right. Lizzie Borden, the supposed killer. Right, so Lizzie Borden was this girl who allegedly killed her parents with an axe. There's a child's nursery rhyme about it. It's a uh, what is it? Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother forty wax, and when she seen what it had done, she gave her father forty one. But she was found completely innocent. Right, right. There was, like like there was no blood on her. There was no whatever. She was found completely innocent, and as the trial was happening, there actually turned out to be more axe murders. And I could be wrong on this bit, but I think it is connected to the axe murderer of New Orleans, which is a famous thing as well. But uh, a lot of people think Lizzie Borden like basically got an axe and killed her parents. But in actual fact, she didn't. And this new Netflix show is helped writing that wrong by creating a show where it says, no, she fucking didn't kill her parents. And then she becomes this girl detective like fucking Lizzie McGuire or some shit. Yeah, that's another one. Anymore? Yeah, fucking loads more, man. What do you want to know? You're, uh, you dropped a lot of F-bombs tonight. I have dropped a lot of F-bombs tonight, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've noticed that. Yeah, in the last couple of minutes particularly, I've gone <laughs> yeah, very... Because yeah. you're passionate about this subject. I'm passionate about history that isn't history. You'll like this one, actually. Right. The, the humble potato, Graham. Yeah. Not the way the Brits like to claim that's... Like the potato was our thing, you're welcome. Mm. Sir Walter Raleigh allegedly brought the potato back to these shores, to British shores and Irish shores. And from there, we all love chips and mashed potato and roasties and potato gratin and potato dauphinois and all the beautiful things the potatoes give to us. But you know what, Graham? You have the well, Italians to thank for that. They have, they created the potato. The potato crop first became useful and popular in Italy and it spread throughout Europe within months including over to England but they like to claim responsibility for everything they possibly can so Sir Walter Raleigh and he didn't bring back tobacco either he didn't bring back tobacco so from the potato so the Italians made the potato well not made it but they were the ones that like you know founded it or they created it you might as well say perfected it in the sense that they were the ones that like got it to a point where like you could eat it amazingly well and all that kind of stuff and it became such a staple of the diet like well we eat better crisps that is true that is true so and, we're better and I tell you one thing about crisps Graham they're Go extremely underappreciated and I think we need to find one crisp to stand above all other crisps on a mountain of triumph okay on the Twitter poll. We'll do a Twitter poll. 
We'll do a crisp, crisp. We'll do a crisp World Cup Twitter poll. Right, you pick four. How many is in a poll? No, four. We'll, yeah, we'll do it like the World Cup. So we'll do like group stages. Uh, second round, quarter final, semi final, final. Right. Bingo. So, so we'll start this next week, right? So what we'll do is people of the Twitter. At WT- no, 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 no. At WTS pod, right? Let's get a general consensus as to what people's favourite crisps are. And from right. there, we'll start. Like, there's going to be obvious ones that are in there. Do you know what I mean? Like, Hunky Dorties will be in there. And fucking King versus Tato will obviously be the Ireland versus England battle that everybody wants to see. You know, I'm hoping they avoid each other in the group stage. <laughs> but King and Tato are both Irish. Yeah, but you know yourself, the, just the thing about King being, you know, King. Oh, yeah, monarch. You couldn't possibly justify buying a packet of King, could you? No, I wouldn't buy King. What What would happen if you happened upon Jerry Adams enjoying <laughs> a packet of King? Would you be disappointed in him? Oh, absolutely. It'd be blasphemous. Yeah, I thought as much. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you want to reveal your favourite crisps now, or will we wait? My favourite crisps, Monster Munch. Oh, are mighty munches that are being rebanded by Tato. So I will. I don't. I love the crisps. I love crisps. I know. I love them as well. Like, but you see, this is the fucking thing, right? So one, I think narrowing it down to thirty-two is going to be really hard. Yeah, I think so too. So, and that's why I'm saying we want. Depends on what mood I mean. Like, I love skips. I love rancheros. I see, love. Uh, see that, right? I would see skips and rancheros as a once every couple of months kind of tree. No. You know what I mean? Well. Meanies. Bar- barbecue hula hoop. I wouldn't thank you for a bag of meanies, Graham. <laughs> barbecue hula hoops. What a show. Barbecue hula Do you remember how they brought out the puffy crisp? No. They brought out puffy hoops and they're real, they're really like 3D hula hoops. As opposed to the 2D ones we currently get. What? <laughs> they're real. You know the way the hula hoops are really hard on the gums? No. Ah, for God's sake, you bite a hula hoop and sometimes a bit, it cuts the gum off you. Oh, okay, right, right, okay. I, I, I haven't experienced they, the pain, but I understand what you're saying. They released uh, a packet. I think they're still there. And they're real, like, they're like they're almost like the texture of quavers. Ah, no, I wouldn't. I No, that would ruin hula hoops for me now. I love Cheetos, but they don't get them over here. I don't like Cheetos. I love Chickatees. Oh yes, love a packet of chickatees. Yes. Um. What else? What? Else? Can you still get banshee bones? I haven't seen them in a long time. You probably get them in deals or some two euro shop or something. Yeah, wheelies. I love. Oh, a pack. I love, love a packet, especially the ones that has loads of flavour on. Do you know what I? Mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm starving here for crisps. Full, full of fucking e numbers and all that, but you're like, look at that one. Yes, get him out. I am starving here. Do you not like pickled onion flavoured crisps? Uh, we could take. I used to love them. Are crunchies? Yes, they were a pink and blue bag. I think they were. We used yeah. to love them. They're a prawn cocktail flavour though, not pickled onion. <laughs> no, I don't remember fives. No, they were five p, and they were only a little small pack of pickled onion. No, I, I remember discos are right. Oh, disco salt and vinegar, yeah. sensational. Did they make another flavour? Yeah, they had three flavours. They pickled onion, cheese and onion as well. Do you know what else I love? I love uh, McCoy's Flame flame Grilled. <sighs> oh, my word. Flame steak. 
Yeah, sorry, yeah, that's what did I say? Oh, Flame no, Dead sensational. Oh my word, man. Look at my mouth dribbling here. You are you are salivating right now. Right. World Cup of Crisps, lads. We're gonna do this on Twitter, right? So tweet at WTS pod and let us know what crisp you want represented in this. And we're gonna do full on we'll probably have to do this across like a week or two weeks because like we're doing group stages, the second round, all that kind of stuff, right? So we'll follow the same format as uh the football world cup. Um the second most popular tournament in the world. And we'll go from there. Right. If Monster Munch don't win, I'm never doing another podcast ever again. <laughs> don't say that, because then people will vote Monster Munch. Exactly, Graham. I'm trying to guilt them into making sure that I get what I want. Sorry, they won't vote us. How fucking dare you? How fucking dare you? Will we call it a day? I think we shall, Graham. I think we shall. Who are over playing this week? Um, Friday... We played Derry. I can't remember the score, though. (laughs) (laughs) And tomorrow, Monday, we play Bowes. That's what I was actually trying to get to. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Uh, Dublin Derby. Rovers v. Bowes. I shall be attending. It's in Tala, isn't it? No, it's in Daily Mount. It's in Daily Mount. No, it's in Daily Mount. I think we're going to beat Derry and I think we're going to beat Bowes. Do you actually think that? Are you just saying that because you have Rovers blinkers on? No, I think that. I think that because uh, I was down at Waterford last Friday for uh, Rose Bowers. For Rose the, and Bowers? For the opening. Rovers and Waterford. For the opening game of the SSE Electricity League 2019. Yeah, I was at that and we scored at the last minute to win the game. We went 1 0 down from a free kick. Yeah. Um, but we played really good. We've uh, two great signings in Aaron McEniff and Jack Bourne. And I think they are just going to run the show this season for us. And your, your new lad scored the winner. He did. He, he got a tap it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think he knew anything about it. Eaton Boyle uh, took the shot and it kind of deflected off him. Right. But he was in with the crowd celebrating. He got a yellow card. I hate that rule, Danny. Stupid. Let them celebrate. Last minute Let goals. Them ce- you know? Do you know making what? your debut. You know Science for I- on the Wednesday comes on with 10 minutes to go or whatever it was. And then scores the last minute winner, and he can't even celebrate with the crowd. Yeah, now let them celebrate. Do you know what I think is one of the greatest celebrations in the history of football? What? Emmanuel Adebayor going from one end of the ground to the other end of the ground just to say fuck you to the Arsenal fans. We really enjoyed that. So did I. It was one of the greatest moments in Spurs history because they don't have many (laughs) moments, bless them. I hate that booking and the booking where you take your jersey off. Yeah, I don't get that either, to be honest. Like, in my head, I'm just like, do you know what? Let them fucking celebrate. Just let them get on with it. So, but the yeah. problem is, Graham, is because football fans are all fucking idiots. They get angry about a grown man <laughs> celebrating in front of them. They don't know how to handle their emotions. And you can listen to us. WTS <laughs> pod on any podcast provider. Uh, Spotify, Podbean, Podcast Republic, Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I'm starving here. <laughs> oh my god! Do you want me to take it? And you can search uh, Twitter WTS Pod at WTS Pod for the Crisp World Cup commencing next week. Yeah, we'll have to get a clever hashtag because Crisp World Cup has too many characters. <laughs> <laughs> Just write crisps. Yeah, fucking hell! Don't worry, lads. Follow us on Twitter at WTS. Or, yeah, WTS Pod. We'll get this figured yeah, out. We'll be on Twitter for the logo. <laughs> Say again. Do we play Twitter for the logo? WC Crisps. 
<laughs> oh my god, WC Crisp is perfect. <laughs> oh my god, perfect. Right, okay, lads. Tweet us which are uh, what crisps you want in the World Cup. The 32 most popular will go through, and uh, they'll compete for the uh, the the one and only the the, great, <laughs> the greatest trophy in all of sport. Besides the Andre the Joint Memorial Trophy, of course. The Gradan. Indeed. Graham. We're calling it the Gradan. That's all right. The Gradan. I like that. I like that. The Gradan Trophy. <laughs> and in a four years' time, we'll run it again. Right. Yeah. He's Marrow. at Danjo anywhere. I'm at Merrigan Mania. This has been What's the Story 176. It has been my pleasure, Akara. Leroy's. Until next week. <laughs> Full hearts. Leroy's. Full hearts. Can't lose. Too sweet. Too sweet. Come on. <laughs>